0: Spend your summer mornings with us. News, information, conversation, controversy, and fun. The Watchdog Morning Show with Howard Monroe. Brought to you by WVU Medicine. Hello. Who's coming through the door? I think we've met somewhere before. Hello, love. Hello then. Hello, love. Good morning to you. Where in the world have you been so long? I missed you so since you've been gone. Hello. We have missed you, and we're glad that you're here for hour number two. Make yourself feel right at home. I hope you plan on staying long Coming yeah, Come on in, sit down, spend some time with us. We're only here Coming till nine o'clock this morning. Then we turn things over to the legislative watchdogs, and they'll have a lot to talk about today because uh, the legislative session gets underway today. We'll talk more about that ourselves here in a couple of minutes. So um, we're here till nine. Come on in and take some time uh, with us here uh, this morning on the watchdog morning show. Yeah, Bob, I'm it was some fun it's nice to look through the window and see you over there with without you looking like, like a, not a Frankenstein monster, but yes, you know, with the last couple of days, your neck, you've been all, you know, all, all twisted up and contorted over there. You look, I,
1: I really you was, look almost normal. It was a rough week. Uh, yeah, because, uh, just in a lot of pain and, uh, you know, I would move my arm, move my neck, and I would just feel like I just needed to lay down on the floor because I was in really so much pain. But, it kind of went away, Howard. Uh, I took my last pain pill yesterday at 5 o'clock in the morning. So when we left here, I was feeling good, but I didn't really want to jinx myself because I thought, well, maybe I'm still under the influence of that, that Vicodin that I love so much. Oh, baby. But as the day went on, I just uh, it's still there. Don't get me I, wrong. I should it's
0: mention properly prescribed, no doubt. Yeah, oh, no
1: doubt about that. Not off the corner. But uh, yes, uh, feeling a lot, lot better. Uh, but I took a shot, and it was just my bad luck that it hit right on that bone. I guess that's your neck bone there, a vibra- uh, yeah. vertebrae, Howard, yeah. uh, and I just hit right on the corner of that. So uh, I'm
0: on the mend. Well, you when you first told me about it, you said it's right where the Vulcan pinch. Went. Oh, Dr., my gosh. Uh, not Doctor Spock, Mr. Spock. Mr. Would do Spock, the, yeah. We did the Vulcan pinch, and uh, uh, and I know that the reason that the Vulcan pinch has some basis, in fact, is there's a nerve there that. If you know what you're doing, you could put someone on their knees. Exactly. So, anyways, I'm just I was just thinking during the break, looking across at you this morning. It's nice to see you, not all contorted. Two thumbs up here, Howard. Absolutely. Eight eleven here on the Watchdog Morning Show. Temperature just a smidgen above freezing. Thirty four Wheeling, Ohio County Airport. Thirty four at the Highlands. Thirty four in Elm Grove and. Uh, 33. 33 still here at the Watchdog Radio Network. Mostly cloudy throughout the day today. Mixed precipitation, light rain, eh, probably not, but it could be some snow mixed in because the temperatures will be dropping, actually. We hit our high today of 39 earlier this morning. We are working our way down now. The wind advisory is still in effect, although it didn't seem as windy this morning as it had Uh, the last couple of days, but the wind advisory is still in effect, so be aware of that. Uh, Partly cloudy and warming up tomorrow, a high of 43. Dale Lee coming up in a few minutes. Dale is the uh, president of the WVEA, the Education Association in West Virginia. What are they looking for with the legislative session that gets underway today? Uh, What's the governor likely to say tonight in his State of the State speech? Hoppy Kirchhoff's commentary uh, takes a look at some things, and I'll share some of that with you a little bit later on this morning. And we'll take a look at who are the candidates who have filed for office in wheeling for city council and across the state for uh, all the other positions all of that is coming up this morning here on the watchdog morning show but first we have been talking this week talked yesterday about this is the 25th anniversary of one of the greatest tv shows of all time the sopranos woke up this morning, got myself a gun, man, Sunday nights at nine o'clock. I was ready for that song to roll during the uh, years of the soprano beginning uh, 25 years ago today, Bob. Today's the actual anniversary. 25 years ago today, the Sopranos first started. So in honor of that, I thought each day we'd take some kind of a little quick, uh, quick look at a Sopranos related story. This is, I don't know if you'd want to do this or not. Should we go to New Jersey and take the Sopranos tour? They're doing a special Sopranos New Jersey tour. Would yes. Like? Yes, the answer to that question is yes. Let's we, go. We, we need sh- a road trip. We should go. The company is called On Location Tours, and they're offering tours of the Tony Soprano world. It's a four-hour experience. Starts in Midtown, heads to New Jersey through the Lincoln Tunnel. The scenes we would see when we saw that, heard that song being played. Um, Forty locations where the show was uh, filmed. Anything in particular you would like to see on this trip? What
1: was the uh, the butcher Satrielles? Satrielles, yeah, that would be pretty cool.
0: I think so. Uh, the house, the Soprano house. Bada bing! Oh yeah, got to go there. You Howard. can't, you can't miss the bada bing. Uh, the folks who li- got, lead the tour say we visit some rather desolate and unscenic areas, and people just want to take in the atmosphere of the show um the soprano i'm looking for the tour takes visitors to go see pizza land oh i forgot about pizza land
1: yeah
0: that was one of the first one of the the openings yes that was one of the first businesses too that um christopher was put in charge of and he wasn't really a good boss there but okay pizza pizza land the muffler man statue do you remember that the muffler man statue i do yeah the the, yeah the the, whatever the caricature from that uh, brand yes uh the uh, the tour that we might take bob uh, visits the, the bada bing, although it's actually called satin dolls. That's okay, but it it is it is the club that is bada bing. We'll walk in. We'll go. Oh, <laughs> uh, you uh, get, we can order a drink or purchase a Sopranos T-shirt. My question is, can you get a lap dance? <laughs> i just I'm just asking if it's a Sopranos themed thing. Also on the route is a stop at Holstein's, the ice cream parlor and diner in New Jersey oh, this is the place where the final scene took place. I would kind of like to, That would be kind of neat. It would be. Yeah, it would be kind of uh, a little bit sad, but yeah, I'd, I'd want to check that out too, Howard. Yeah, so that's, uh, it, it doesn't say how much it costs. It's uh, four hours. It's done by a company called On Location, and uh, although they've done this over the years, this is their 25th anniversary edition of a uh,
1: Sopranos tour. Should we bring that up on Friday to Bill Bryson, maybe put together a hey, Sopranos hey, trip, hey. Howard?
0: You know what? I'll bet we get people to go. I'll bet we would get people. We'll fill to the bus people. up. <laughs> the Sopranos. We could go there. Woke up this morning, got myself a gun. Each day this week, uh, for the next couple of days, I thought we'd do a little Sopranos tidbit in honor of the 25th anniversary of The Sopranos. On a more serious side of life, it's time to talk about the legislature. And Dale Lee from the WVEA is coming up next. Watch Dog Morning Show.
1: I don't write nothing down, so
0: I'll keep this short
1: and sweet. You're weak. You're out of control and you become an embarrassment to yourself and everybody else.
0: Need a new suit? Looking for a good book? Searching for a unique gift? The Ohio Valley's premier shopping choice is the Highlands. Find jewelry, hot new tech, arts and crafts, over two dozen stores to visit. From Walmart and Target to Cabela's, Menards, Kohl's, and Old Navy. Plan a day out of shopping, dining, and entertainment at the Highlands. At the top of the hill off I-70. See it all online at
2: hitthehighlands.com. Why? Just think about it. Why is the number one selling brand of chainsaws not sold at Lowe's or the Home Depot? We can give you over 10,000 reasons. That's how many authorized local steel dealers you can find across the country. Visit one, and you'll find a range of dependable gas and battery-powered tools, from trimmers to blowers. And you'll find service from experienced professionals. Real Steel. Find yours at SteelUSA.com. Lowe's and Home Depot are trademarks of their respective companies. Toyota's national sales event is on, making now the best time to save big at your Toyota dealer. With available APR financing as low as 1.9% on select new 2022 fuel-efficient Camrys, Corollas, RAV4s, and Highlanders.
0: Or go off-road in a rugged Tacoma or Tundra, also with low financing available to qualified buyers. Visit buyatoyota.com for more. Not all buyers will qualify for special APR financing from Toyota. See your dealer for details. Hurry, Toyota's national sales event ends September 6th. Toyota, let's go places. I'm Deepakuda. I am from originally India. I am. Director of the Structural Heart Program as well as Cardiac Cath Lab at Wheeling Hospital. Our main clinic is obviously here at Wheeling Hospital, WU Medicine. We also have satellite clinics. We call it the Upper the Highlands. Then we have clinic at the Wheeling Clinic, which is in downtown Wheeling and Martins Ferry, and then we also have clinic at Saint well. So we try to go where the patients are, or to make it most convenient for them. Great conversation continues now on the Watchdog Morning Show with Howard Monroe. Howard Monroe. Brought to you by WVU Medicine.
2: Baby cried the day the circus came to town. she didn't want parades just passing by her.
0: 818 here on the Watchdog Morning Show. There are a lot of folks who think today is the day the circus comes to town down in Charleston. When uh, the governor gives his state of the state speech, the uh, legislature gavels themselves into session. And then tomorrow they begin their legislative session. So I thought I'd uh, talk to our friend Dale Lee from the WVEA, the West Virginia Education Association, to see what... uh, what his group is expecting out of the circus uh, this year. Good morning, Dale.
3: Good morning, and thank you for playing my request. <laughs> <laughs>
0: well, it, you're not the only one who thinks the circus is, <laughs> comes to town when these guys go. Uh.
3: It does bring me to tears too. <laughs> <laughs>
0: do you? Does the uh, education association, do the teachers, to the educators? Uh, do you have anything in particular you're concerned about, wanting to see done, worried about being done this year?
3: Uh, we're concerned about a lot of things. Uh, we're concerned about what uh, the legislature wants to do to public education—to to be funded by increasing the the Hope Scholarship and and charter schools and things like that. But but more importantly, we need to address some issues in public education. One is we have 1,705 positions across the state of West Virginia without a certified teacher in them. That's grown from 1,544 last year. But in 2018, when we had the little activity around the state, there were 728 positions without a certified teacher. so that's that's more than doubled in in uh, six short years, five short years. So we have to address this problem. I, Neil, two, I, two, I, I suppose three, it's the dumb question, but
0: what happened? Why do we have well, so many unfilled positions?
3: What happened is uh, we're we're not keeping pace with our contiguous states in pay. We uh, have given pay raises the last couple of years, but they've been eaten up with PEIA premiums. And they, when they give the raise, they even say this is to offset the PEIA premium that, that you're going to be facing. Um, and the lack of respect in the classroom. The Different people who want to blame the educators for all the ills of society. You add to that the huge problem that we're facing right now with discipline and the uh, mental and emotional state of these kids that are coming to us and with problems that uh, we haven't seen in, before. And, you know, people are just leaving the profession.
0: Yeah, the governor has already said, and I think uh, I think some of the the uh, legislative leaders have said that they would be in support again of another five percent across the board pay raise for teachers and other state employees. But the point that you make is that that those that doesn't really put money in their pockets because they compensate only for the increases in PEIA uh, c- coverage, the insurance costs.
3: Right, you're going to see a ten an aggregate ten point five percent increase in in PEIA premiums this year. Uh, and so last year, if, if you, uh, ended up paying this spousal premium where your spouse had access to insurance somewhere else and it may not have been as good a coverage, but you were paying 147 $149 a month for your spouse to have coverage, you actually saw a decrease in your paycheck. Uh, with the twenty-three hundred dollars raise that that was given to to offset that, so there are people out there and uh, that uh, actually saw a decrease in in their pay. I,
0: I, the those who do this do not call it defunding public education, but the reality is, the last several years, and I don't quite know it four or five years even, but the last couple of years in particular, there has been just a huge push on supporting uh, public uh, uh, charter schools, homeschools moving money out of public school education into the other forms of education. Um, A lot of folks, I don't want to necessarily jump into politics right away, but a lot of folks think that it is still payback for the teacher strike all those number of years ago.
3: I agree with that, And, and it is defunding public education. When you have millions of dollars that should be going into the public education coffers that are going outside, that's a real problem, and they're in the eastern panhandle. Uh, we gave Hope Scholarship money to a, a parent who then used it to pay a tuition for Steubenville Public Schools. Maybe. So our public schools are not good enough, but, but we're going to give money to Steubenville, Ohio Public Schools. To go across the, the river. Reason? Wow. Yeah. Um,
0: but I don't, I don't have a sense that things are going to change. I mean, there is, there is no. a movement afoot and has been for several years now. Uh, to redirect money towards the uh, the private public the private and the charter and the home schools.
3: Yes, and it's not just in West Virginia. That's a movement you're seeing uh, nationwide. And and you know I spoke yesterday at the, the Teacher of the Year and the ESP of the Year uh, reception that we had here in Charleston. And public school is a great equalizer. It took uh, I have three brothers. It took four four kids who dad was a teacher and mom was a, a small business owner and, and we really didn't have a whole lot the public education gave us an opportunity to to really change our lives and and all four of us have college degrees the uh, uh opportunity was there and when we talked about i talked about yesterday you know i only rode a bus one year because my dad was a teacher and, and he talked Uh, except for the one year at the same school that that I went to. But that was in the first grade in in 1963, and my bus driver's name was Vernon Adams. I can remember (laughs) Still these These years
0: you remember him, yeah.
3: Yeah. These people make an impact on kids. Our our bus drivers, our cooks, our custodians, our aides, our teachers. I can name you every teacher I had from, from first grade on. I can't kindergarten because I got kicked out of kindergarten. But other than that, I can I can name. You know, it's funny. You
0: see, I can name every teacher I've had. I I've always had great respect for teachers, going back to the first grade and all the way through high school. Uh, So I can name all my teachers. But I Mm got thinking about. I can tell you that the janitor in my elementary school was Mister Pogue, and he was just a nice old guy. And I can tell you that the cook was Missus Dilly, who Mm -hmm. somehow made that mystery meat taste pretty good. (laughs)
1: <laughs>
0: you know? oh yeah. yeah um you're right it's not just the teachers sometimes that have an impact on you it's the uh, it's the the other personnel around there as well we had a real bell at uh, kruger street school when i was in elementary school you actually ring the bell i remember mr pogue every day would go out and pull that rope and ring the bell at the beginning of the school uh, I, you brought back memories for me here dale just thinking about that kind of stuff
3: oh it it, it is it's it's amazing and the way that, that our educators across the state touch lives, and, and educators, I include teachers and service professionals, because we all have a role in, in educating children. And I, when I speak across the state at, at different groups, I'll one of the questions I ask is I ask people to close their eyes and think of the person outside of their family that's had the most influence in their lives, and I give them a second. Now, I ask them to open their eyes. Now, I ask, how many people thought of a teacher? And a ton of hands go up. Sure. And, you know, the sarcastic side of me, I can't help it. The next question I ask is, how many of you thought of a politician? Come on, <laughs> raise those hands. Let's see him. Let's see him. Let's see him. <laughs> Never has one hand gone up. That's a, that,
0: that's a good point. You and I have talked about this often. Everybody has at least a teacher that they believe was better than, that that just led them down the right path. I mean, everybody does.
3: Absolutely. Absolutely. And that's why the legislature really needs to talk to the experts of public education and talk to the teachers and the service professionals who are dealing with this every day. Uh, If they want to get a true feeling of what what changes need to be made in education, go to the experts. I
0: watched uh, TV coverage of the uh, Teacher of the Year it was a ceremony mm-hmm. or whatever yesterday, but I saw an interview with the teacher of the year mm-hmm. and she had that enthusiasm and that excitement and that desire to, you could just, you could just tell it's the kind of teacher that sure. you say, oh man, this is what you want in front of a classroom, uh, teaching kids. And I think most teachers are like that, but it really, I tell honestly got to remind me of my mother. My mom was a teacher all of her life. And Mm -hmm. uh, I watched this Teacher of the Year, and I thought, man, this woman is good. This is good. You know why? I have no idea if she's smart. I don't even know what she teaches, but she cares. She cares. She's excited. She wants to be there. And that
3: that was, to me, really neat. Well, and and in my remarks, I I said that uh, I'm very proud of of the two people who got that award. But they would agree, and they shook their heads in agreement, that there are— 10,000 educators across the state, 10,000 teachers, 10,000 service personnel that could easily have been awarded that that, that same award, that uh, these are just two that were selected. But but our educators across the state are absolutely amazing and and do amazing things. And that's why we would make a difference in kids' lives.
0: Dale, the, the the West Virginia legislature has been, uh, again, I think, trying to defund public education for a while, mm-hmm. reemphasizing where our education dollars should go, despite what the Constitution actually says. Um, but education also has been under attack culturally. Is that the way I can phrase it? Sure. I mean, yeah. There, yeah. there has been a growing trend to oversee what teachers can teach, and not in a good way, um, to tell them what they can't teach in some cases, to revise history, to remove yep. books from the library. And West Virginia maybe is in the forefront, but they are certainly in the in the leading edge of some of that stuff.
3: Well, one of the reasons that, that we're not in the forefront, if we've, we've been able, uh, the WEA and, and others have been able to uh, get support, and particularly uh, uh, House Judiciary, to stop the the banning of books and, and telling people what they can and, and and cannot teach. You know, we need to teach kids uh, the truth. We need to teach kids to be critical thinkers. And the only way you're a critical thinkers if you see all sides of an issue. Um, when I, when I speak at these committee meetings, I talk about everyone in West Virginia loves Katherine Johnson. And they should. I mean, mm. what a what a heroic, iconic lady that she was. But why was it fifty years before anybody in West Virginia even knew who Catherine Johnson was? And only after they made a
0: movie about her.
3: And that's right. So so why are we not teaching these these truths? Why are we not teaching the things that that we need to know? And you want to ban books? You want to ban a book uh, on? Martin Luther King, you want to ban a book on, on Ruby Bridges, who who was uh, a first grader that, that challenged segregation in schools? Come on.
0: It seems to me, and I'm just curious whether you are getting this sense, though. It seems to me that, and a lot of this is at least, I, I believe it's organized, but it claims they claim to be parent-driven, these regulations against teaching certain things. I get a sense though at least across the country and hopefully in West Virginia more sane teacher more sane parents are pushing back on these regulations these regulations and proposals now do, do you feel that
3: oh yeah yeah i, I, I do feel that and and uh, you know the last couple of years we've we've had these discussions uh, particularly in the house and they talk about a, a, a English class in Ohio County in a book that uh, The teacher was using. Well, the the teacher has used that book for years, and the parents already always know in advance what the book is, and no one has a problem with it, except the legislators under this golden dome.
0: So, do you think there will be education? I'm I'm asking the question because so far, most of the legislators I've talked with. Don't really have a sense of any major thing popping up. Uh, State Senator Ryan Weld was, was with us um, last week, and he said, you know, he doesn't know what the big issue is going to be. He said what concerns him is that in dearth of major issues, some bizarre thing will pop up. Uh, do you think education will get its attention this year?
3: I, I think it will. And, and uh, Senate Education Chair Amy Grady has, has said that uh, she really wants to focus on on discipline. And there are some things that we can do for discipline. We need to address these discipline and mental, emotional issues of the kids. We need to address it down in the elementary school. If you wait until you're in middle school or high school, you, you've lost them. Uh, so, so there are some programs that we can do. We had an innovation zones pilot program in the, the 20 teens that was successful, but it costs money. So it, it depends on whether the legislature is willing to put some money behind this or not.
0: Well, we'll wait and see. The governor offers his State of the State speech this evening. I'm sure he'll talk about a pay raise, but as you point out, if it doesn't, uh, that may not be adequate to really put more money in any anybody's pockets. But we'll have to wait and see uh, see what happens uh, tonight. The school discipline issue has kind of grown significantly in the past few years, though, has it um, not, Dale? Yeah,
3: it sure has. It sure has. These kids are coming to school with uh, so many more emotional issues that, that we didn't see years ago. Uh, number one, West Virginia leads the nation in the number of kids that are, are not raised in a traditional family unit yep. that are being raised by either grandparents or, or aunts and uncles or someone outside the, mm-hmm. the family unit. We have the highest opioid epidemic problem in, in in the nation. You know, when kids are coming to school and and have seen the night before or even that morning, uh, needles in someone's arm or or uh, someone at their house overdose and things like that, <laughs> they're they're not ready to come in and and learn that two plus two is four. They have you have to deal with those issues first.
0: I think there's a survey that came out yesterday. I think it came out yesterday uh, from Forbes magazine, maybe uh, claiming that West Virginia is the unhealthiest state. That would include kids as well as adults. Uh, when when you're when you're unhealthy, uh, when you're hungry, uh, mm-hmm. all of those things mixed together. And you know I have talked about this so many times in the past. You know, you can have all the tools in the classroom, but if, if, if the kids come in with baggage to begin with, it's hard
3: to teach. Or don't even make it to school. Yeah, you know, that's that's the other component of this, the absenteeism and truancy issues that we face. Uh, are, we had, uh, I think it was uh, maybe 20% of the students that uh, were chronic absenteeism, which is 18 days or more a year, then that's that's two days a month. Uh, you know, it's, it's difficult for us to teach them the things they need if they're not there. What
0: do you want to see or expect to see in terms of discipline uh, legislation that might address a school discipline issue?
3: Well, I want us to focus on, on the students' uh, mental and emotional state. We need to get some more counselors and, and social workers in, in the schools, and we need to have a... a Uh, What I would like to see is the pilot program we had before where you had an alternative setting in the school where if a kid was disruptive, you could pull them out of the classroom and work on their behavior and their academics. When we did that in the innovation zones, we saw discipline referrals down 74% and academics increased by 72%. It worked, but we stopped funding innovation zones, so we had to stop doing that. If you have something that you have a track record that you know that works, why are you not doing it?
0: See, the cynic in me wants to say we stopped funding innovation zones because we started funding private schools.
3: We started funding charter schools. And that was the argument that we would make is uh, you don't need charter schools. You have innovation zones. and so they took care of that. They stopped funding innovations.
0: Still have innovation zones, right? I mean, they still are. Uh, well, I mean, just no do, money, do, right? There's no, there's do, no
1: funding there's for no money. Yeah. yeah, right.
0: Yeah, right. And that's 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 a great way to say, well, we care, but yeah. we just don't yeah. put any money into
1: it. Yeah, exactly. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah.
3: We we really care.
0: All right, well, Dale, I know we'll be talking a lot over the next uh, few weeks and the next couple of months because uh, it's that time of year. The circus is in town. So. It is. <laughs> I've,
3: I've had my Kleenexes, so.
0: <laughs> I appreciate your coming in to uh, share, share with us here ahead of the session. We'll be talking again as time goes by, uh, I guarantee it. Thanks a lot for joining me today. All
3: right, thank you, Howard.
0: President of the WVEA, Dale Lee, checking in this morning here on the Watchdog Morning Show. Just kind of previewing what—I still don't have a sense of what is going to be the issue, the big issues. I know that—well, we'll talk about what Hoppy says the governor is going to probably talk about tonight. But I'm still—we've talked with um, Mike Wolfield and, and Sean Fluarty, now Dale Lee. We talked with Ryan uh, Weld. I just don't yet have a real sense of what— is going to come out of this, What what is really on the big agenda. I know what they're saying. I know what the reporters have been saying, that the, the, the leadership is saying, but I, I don't have a sense of where we're going with this. I just feel like something's going to come out of this session that will send us down a deep and dark trail. We shall see. What we'll see right now is what's happening around the Ohio Valley. That's Taylor Long in the Ohio Valley newsroom from WTRF.
4: Good Wednesday morning everyone. I'm Taylor Long with your seven news headlines on this January the 10th. We're not quite done yet with the rain and wind. Seven news spoke to local EMA officials about what residents should look out for. Brook County EMA Deputy Director Jeff Luck says they're mostly concerned about the wind advisory. High winds can create all sorts of problems from downed trees to power outages. Luck says there are a few things residents can do to stay weather ready during a wind advisory. Now, the biggest thing they are concerned about are downed trees on power lines and downed trees in the roadway. Luck also encourages people to visit weather websites for information about emergency preparedness. For a list of those websites and other information, you can visit WTRF.com. The state of Ohio has closed the criminal cases against Dr. Jimmy Dale Bruce, former president of Eastern Gateway Community College, and his vice president, James Miller. Both were facing felony counts of grand theft, among other charges. The closure was ordered by Jefferson County Judge Joseph Burzees Jr. as per court documents. And the Ohio County Circuit Court grand jury has returned indictments against 18-year-old California man Robert Paul Thompson. He was arrested in September for allegedly shooting at a car in the Perkins parking lot on National Road. He then fled the scene on foot but was arrested by police soon after. He's been charged with one felony count of attempted murder, a felony count of first-degree robbery, and five felony counts of wanton endangerment involving a firearm. West Virginia Governor Jim Justice will deliver his eighth and final State of the State Address to join a session in the West Virginia Legislature in the House of Delegates Chamber. Now, the State of the State address is tonight at 7 p.m. We will be live streaming the address on our website, WTRF.com. That was a look at your headlines. Have a wonderful Wednesday, everyone. I'm Taylor Long, working for you.
2: The Wildcats of Kansas State use balanced scoring and tenacious rebounding to knock off West Virginia. Hi, everybody. I'm Tony Caridi. That story coming up on today's Mountaineer Report brought to us by Kroger, the official grocer of WVU Athletics. With the Kroger app, shopping online with pickup and delivery is the same as shopping in-store. Same low prices, same personalized deals, same rewards on the same high-quality items like Honeycrisp apples and and pasta sauce with no hidden fees or markups. It's one small click for groceries, one big win for busy families everywhere. Start your cart today at Kroger.com. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Restrictions apply. See site for details.
4: Kroger always gives you savings and rewards on top of our lower than low prices. And when you download the Kroger app, you can enjoy over $500 in savings every week with digital coupons. Plus, you can earn fuel points to save up to $1 per gallon at the pump. And with a boost membership, you'll save even more with double fuel points and free delivery. So you can always save big every day with our savings and rewards. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Savings may vary by state. Restrictions apply. See site for details.
2: It was a tale of two halves for the Mountaineer basketball team, but the story did not end well. West Virginia took a 42-40 lead into the locker room against the visiting Wildcats of Kansas State, but it was K-State that outscored West Virginia 41-25 in the second half to defeat the Mountaineers by a score of 81-67. Shooting problems for West Virginia specifically in the second half. After shooting 48% from the floor and 50% from three in the first 20 minutes, West Virginia in the second half held just 31% shooting over and 18% from three-point range. Meanwhile, Kansas State had its way, shooting 54% from the game, which included six three-pointers. They finished up 32% from three-point range. Rebounding, a big story and a big problem for the Mountaineers, WVU outboarded 35 to 22 that 13 rebound advantage for Kansas State allowed them to outscore the Mountaineers in second chance points 11 to 4 and a huge statistic came in the paint where Kansas State pummeled West Virginia outscoring the Mountaineers 44 to 22 another interesting stat each team had 13 turnovers but Kansas State outscored West Virginia 17 to 5 off of those turnovers. Mountaineers finished up with three and double figures led by Raekwon Battles, 21 points. Next up for the Golden Blue, Saturday afternoon inside the Coliseum, Mountaineers against Texas. That is today's Mountaineer Report. It's brought to us by Kroger, the official grocer of WVU Athletics. I'm Tony Caridi on the Mountaineer Sports Network from Learfield. Motto Mortgage Valor is a locally owned and operated mortgage brokerage where they can shop your loan to multiple lenders with just one credit pull. Whether you're a first-time homebuyer or a real estate investor looking to expand your portfolio they have you covered connected to a large network of lenders and a vast selection of loan products they can match your unique needs and qualifications with the perfect loan options available unlike banks and retail lenders they have access to an expansive menu of loan products and credit scenarios to help a wider range of borrowers and investors motto mortgage valor offering you more loan products than anyone in the area call 304-905-8525
4: Serving part-time in the Army National Guard has led to a lot of firsts for me. It paid for me to be one of the first people in my family to go to college. That education got me to the first day at my dream job, which I could still hold while I served part-time. That job, along with the benefits I got through the West Virginia Army National Guard, helped me buy my first home. I also know that I'll be one of the first to respond if the Ohio Valley ever needs me during a natural disaster. I'm Sergeant Andrea Gump, and if you'd like to join my team, visit slash WV for more information, or check out our Instagram or Facebook at WeGuard West Virginia.
0: Conversations you care about with people you know. This is the Watchdog Morning Show with Howard Monroe on WKKX and WVLY, brought to you by WVU Medicine.
2: Madman drummers, bombers and Indians in the summer with a teenage diplomat In the dumps with the mumps as the adolescent pumps his way into his hat With a boulder on my shoulder, feeling kind of older, I strip the merry-go-round With this very unpleasing, sneezing and wheezing, the calliope crashed to
0: the ground. Almost 845, Watchdog Morning Show. Roaming right around 34, 33, pretty much everywhere here in the valley. Cloudy skies throughout the day. Mixed precipitation, breezy today. We have hit our high. We will maybe not go too much lower than this. I don't know, but we're right around freezing, a little above freezing. We may get down to freezing, I suppose. With mixed precipitation, if that rain—if we get rain, it could turn into snow if it goes below freezing. But um, not looking for any serious problems, I don't think. Wind advisory is still in effect. Bob, we've talked about it for uh, you know, almost an entire year. Who's running for what in West Virginia? We think we know, but now we find out this week who's actually—you know—going to throw their hat in the ring. Uh, filings began on Monday. Um, one of the things I kept wondering. I think I asked Stephen about it on Monday. He said, no, I don't think so. I thought Alex Mooney might change his mind. I thought Mooney might decide to run for uh, his old seat again, given every single poll showing him not just losing but being kicked in the butt badly by Governor Justice. But he filed. He was among the first to file on Monday. Mooney filed as a Republican candidate for the U.S. Senate seat. So at least, now he could change his mind, but at this stage of the game I guess he probably won't. So Mooney is still... Uh, In the game, he he is in the game officially as of now, uh, running for the Republican nomination for Senate. Governor Justice says that he will announce today. (laughs) This has got to hurt Mooney as well. Governor Justice says that he will file for the U.S. Senate today himself, and then he will file paperwork on behalf of Donald Trump for president. You know Mooney, who keeps saying that he's Trump's guy, even though Trump has endorsed uh, Justice. Here comes Justice actually doing the filing, standing instead in the stead of Donald Trump. it's just
1: got, it's just got to kick him in the body again. I'm surprised somebody doesn't ask him that. Why would you do that? This man is endorsing your opponent, and you want to suck up to him.
0: Yeah, and, and, and again, Justice says that he will join Elgin McArthur and other Republican Party leaders today. He will file himself for the Senate seat. And then he will he will file the papers for Donald Trump, so he'll be he'll be Donald Trump for the day. So, you just, I you know, I don't like Mooney, but but I just wonder how, what in the world is going through his mind.
1: Well, he knows that's all he has. That that's the only reason he beat David McKinley, and, and he thought it was because he was this up and and rising politician in West Virginia. No, it was his association with. Uh, Donald Trump, and going against that federal funding, which even though it was asinined, I I think that's what did it, Howard. Well,
0: I agree, but I think he'd have a much better shot. Again, he's paid no attention to me, and, well, maybe he shouldn't. He'd have a much better shot trying to win back his current (laughs) seat uh, than he would running against Jim Justice for the Senate seat. Uh, There have been three Republicans filed for Congress and uh, one Democrat uh, filed for Congress. Uh, the only gubernatorial candidate filed as of this minute is Mac Warner. He filed immediately at 8.30 on Monday morning, right before he called us. Uh, Mac has filed as a Republican candidate for governor. And this was one of the first filings. I was kind of surprised just at how quickly he did it. Steve Williams, the mayor of Huntington, filed as a Democrat to uh, run for, uh, for governor. Um, we'll run down some of the other ones later on.